0: Welcome along to the Property Academy podcast by Opus Partners. I'm your host, Steve Knight. And you, Nicole. And tonight on the show, we're talking about our interest rate predictions and forecasts. It's probably been about three or four months since we had a look at where we think interest rates will go in the future, but a lot has happened since we last gave you an update back in October. Now, Andrew, what is our view
1: at the moment? Well, it's a bit rosier than it was three or four months ago, so we actually think that interest rates might fall a little bit faster than what we did back then. So back in October, we thought that the one-year rate would be about 6.6 by October this year, 2024, but now we think it might be actually a little bit lower. Now we're predicting that, you know, it might hover around an average of about 7% this year, but by February 2025, so a year from now, we might be as low as 6%, and then we're thinking maybe half a percent falls until we get to the long-term average of 4.5, kind of in 2027.
0: Now, there's a big disclaimer around all of this. We're just talking about the one-year rate, and it is just our best guesstimate, right? Interest rates won't work out exactly like this. Some nice, orderly half a percent falls through 2026, 2027. But it's just to give you a sense of how might the market unfold based on the data we have today. And that leads to a really big question. Hey, Ed and Andrew, if you think that interest rates are going to fall by about a percentage point, maybe even a little bit more over the next year, What have we seen over the last three to four months that would suggest that that could potentially happen? The first thing is a massive fall in the swap rates. Now, remember, the swap rate is effectively the wholesale interest rate. It's what it costs a bank to go and borrow money and then lend it to you and me. And back in December, we saw in a single day the one year swap rate drop from about 5.6% to about 5.3%. It was a massive fall. And it all happened after there was some news out of the US that suggested that interest rates may come down a little bit further. From the peak of the market, we've actually seen that swap rate go from about 6% all the way down to about 5.4% where it sits today. So over the last couple of months, you haven't seen your one-year interest rate fall, right? It's still been about 73 to 7.4%, depending on which bank you look at. But what it costs the bank to borrow money and lend to you and me has gone down by 0.6%. So the banks have increased their margins over the last couple of months. And that probably leads you to think, well, why is it that the banks haven't dropped their interest rates? Why is it that even though it's costing them less money to borrow and then give us a mortgage, why are they still charging really high one-year rates? Well, in Monday's episode, which is coming out in a couple of days' time, we're going to talk about how there is a lot of discounting going on in the background. So although the banks are advertising one-year interest rates of 73 to 7.4%, it's pretty usual at the moment that you're able to negotiate a massive discount. Our brokers are getting somewhere between 689 to 6.99%. So somewhere between 0.4% to 0.5% off the one year interest rate. So effectively we are already seeing interest rates coming down. You're not seeing it in the rates that are advertised, but in practice the rates that people are able to get are actually already falling. It's
1: really interesting there was a, someone made a comment on one of our webinars last year and they said banks put interest rates up so quickly, but they bring them down so slowly often. And it seems that what they'll do is they'll give heavier discounts rather than bring down their interest rates so that they don't have to put them up again if there was a change in the economic factors.
0: And I think the big lesson here is that interest rates can and do move quite quickly. So you might not have seen those falls of the banks advertising, but they are still happening. And as we can see, the swap rates in the course of a couple of months, we've seen it drop by about 0.6% of a percent. So I wouldn't rule out some pretty quick interest rate falls. And on top of that, Andrew, we've also had some updated interest rate
1: forecasts out of the banks. Yeah, so let's talk about ANZ specifically being the largest bank in New Zealand. So they've decreased their forecast substantially. So previously, they thought the one-year rate would go up a bit, and then that it would stay high for a while, and then it would come down pretty slowly. But now they're predicting some pretty hefty decreases. So they've penciled in a 1.5% decrease in the advertised rates between March this year and March next year. So they're saying the average advertised rate will be 7.4% this quarter, even though there's big discounting going on. And then there's going to be some steady falls throughout 2024. Yeah, they're predicting it's going to fall from 7.4% to
0: 5.9%. Which that's is the
1: advertised rate as well. So, if that's the case, you might be able to get a 5.5 at that stage.
0: Oh, you're totally off your head about that. Oh, you're, you're totally that. off you your head. You said
1: this about you're me off. saying there'd be a 6% this year, and now all of a sudden, oh, well, maybe there will be.
0: You're off your head if you think that in a year's time, you are still going to see 0.4% discounts off the advertised rate. And I'll tell you why you're off your okay, head you tell on it. Monday's episode. <laughs> So, tune in for that. No chance you're going to get 5.5%. I I feel a
1: little wager coming on.
0: (laughs) I'm going to be rich by the time I win these (laughs) so many bets off you. I'm going to have enough for my next investment deposit. (laughs) So, they are predicting, though, that the advertised rate fall from about 7.4% down to 5.9% based on today's data. And again, just to show you how quickly the market can move. Three months ago, when they released their previous forecast, they thought that by March 2025, the one-year rate would be 6.8%. Now they're saying, actually, by the time we get there, we think it's going to be 5.9%. So almost one percentage point lower, which is a pretty big downgrade to their forecast. Now, you also might be thinking, well, surely interest rates can only come down when inflation comes down. And the first thing you've got to remember is inflation is coming down pretty quickly, actually. So right now, for December 2023, the inflation rate was 4.7%. Now, if I take you back to December last year, it was 7.2%. So in the course of a year, our inflation rate has fallen 2.5 percentage points, which is pretty substantial. If we fell by another 2.5 percentage points over the next year, we would get pretty much back to that 2% figure that the Reserve Bank is targeting. Now, it may slow down a little bit, But the average bank is predicting that by kind of late this year, we'll get within the Reserve Bank's target band with inflation under 3%. At least by the time we get to December, the average bank is predicting it'll be about 2.6%. So sometimes we forget how fast things are moving. You know, in the last year, inflation really has fallen. A year ago, it was pretty sticky, but now it's falling pretty fast. Over the next year, most banks are predicting that inflation will continue to fall quite substantially. And I've recently released a video with an update about the property market. And there were some YouTube keyboard warriors talking about domestic inflation, really worried about domestic inflation and how it is quite high. Of course, domestic inflation at the moment is about 5.9% and imported inflation is about 3%. And so some people say, oh yeah, well, surely inflation is going to remain high because domestic inflation is really high. And what you've just got to remember is that The Reserve Bank is targeting headline inflation. That's the one that we just talked about, kind of 4.7%, 5.6%, the one you always see reported in the media. And what I was trying to get across to some of these keyboard warriors on YouTube is that domestic inflation is usually higher than imported inflation. If I take you back before 2019 and we look at, let's just say, choose a random date, June 2019, domestic inflation was 2.8%. Imported inflation was 0.1%. It averaged out to less than 2%. So just because domestic inflation is higher than imported inflation, that's not unusual. That's the way it usually is. So I wouldn't always read too much into some relatively uninformed comments that you sometimes see by journalists in The Herald. Sorry for anybody who's a journalist listening to this. But often that can lack a bit of context. So question for you, Andrew. What if we're wrong? What if we don't get the 1% decrease in interest rates that we're expecting over the next year?
1: Well, I think either way, we know which way inflation's heading and so we know which way interest rates are, are heading. We're not going to get the interest rates exactly right. No one ever does. But I think the trajectory will be true. I'm a bit more bullish than he does on, on how far I think they'll discount interest rates. I do think that a bit of the talk from the Reserve Bank about keeping interest rates higher for longer was just that. It was talk to make people behave in a particular way. And what's that based on? Experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I saw. I saw you smirking. I saw you smirking.
1: Twenty years, mate. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, okay, grandpa. Okay, <laughs> <baby>. <laughs> That's all you got. Oh, I just think. I just think you love to like lick your fingers, stick yeah. it in the air. yeah, and say, where I think it'll be." Yeah. Sorry. I do like you. I do like you,
1: but I think you're wrong. Um, And another question, what could change these forecasts? Um, Something major happening overseas, like a major world event, like another COVID-type situation or a war? You mean the three that are going on in the world uh,
0: potentially at the moment? I think the main thing is if inflation became particularly sticky. One thing that is kind of concerning a lot of people at the moment is war in the Red Sea. So we've got Yemen out there which is disrupting shipping lines, that is causing ships to be in the wrong place because they can't get it through the Suez Canal in Egypt. And so if you've got all of these ships in the wrong place, that is currently causing shipping prices to go up. That could also cause delays in getting goods around the world. That could cause a bit of inflation there. Haven't seen it within our own stats over here in New Zealand yet. If that became a major problem, caused inflation to be sticky, that could kind of have a bit of an impact. I do think there's also sometimes a bit of risk that we worry too much about what's happening like today and then over the long term actually none of these things really matter that is as you like to say a storm in a teacup you sometimes like to say I said
1: that about COVID though didn't I I? yeah you did say that about COVID
0: (laughs) got that one wrong (laughs) and the last question that I've got for you is we've always got this assumption that interest rates fall back to about 4.5 percent what's that based on
1: Andrew the long-term average that's the long-term average of the one-year rate but, of course, that's been tracking down, right? Well, it depends what you mean by that. I mean, over the last 30 years, has the one-year average been trending down? Or well, it
0: depends what average you're talking about. You're saying, oh, it's the long-term average. Well, you're talking about a 20-year average? You're talking about a 10-year ten, average?
1: 10-year ten average. It, it has been
0: tracking down. Obviously, at the moment, it would be tracking up because interest rates are quite high at the moment. I think the main reason we kind of have that assumption of 4.5% over the long-term is if we think about what the Reserve Bank says the neutral interest rate is, or the neutral OCR is, they usually say 2%, a little bit higher at the moment. So if they're neither trying to stimulate the economy or slow it back, their OCR should roughly be about 2%. And then if you say, well, what is the average difference between the one-year interest rate, mortgage interest rate, and the OCR? There's about a 2.5% margin on average. At the moment, it's a bit lower because the OCR is really high. The one-year rate isn't 2.5% above the OCR. It's about 1.5%. So if you say, okay, 2% is the neutral OCR, bang on 2.5%, you get to about 4.5%, and it's basically as good a guess as anybody's going to have.
1: Any other smug comments for you, Ed, before we wrap it up? (laughs) Hey, I just have to say, uh, the number of people that messaged me... About uh, what? About the live Prove Ed Roll moment where I tried to get Mouncy on the phone and tried to get Peter on the phone that was the podcast I got the most texts about.
0: Well, it's probably because it was the only time you've ever been right on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Right, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate review, and subscribe to the podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. I'm Andrew Bickle. We're going to be back again tomorrow with more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the
1: most in the property market. Until next time...